0: it seems to me from reading today's gospel that jesus was somewhat strategic in the way that he he carried out his mission uh, we're in we're early in mark's gospel today and jesus is still gathering his team of disciples his his troops and today he calls levi uh, who we also know as matthew Matthew, of course, was one of the despised tax collectors, and no doubt this was a surprising selection, another surprising selection, uh, at least in, in the mind of others. But then, as we see, soon after he calls Matthew, he's in Matthew's house. And he's having dinner not just with Matthew, but with a number of tax collectors and sinners. We're not exactly sure what kind of sinners they were. We can assume they, they weren't morally upright people. But by calling Matthew onto his team, it seems to me that Jesus knew that he would be able to make more friends with Matthew type of people, <laughs> tax collectors, sinners, people he might not have otherwise had access to. So it seems to me it was no accident that he called Matthew. It was part of his plan, you see. Now, the Pharisees, as we heard, the the religious elite, they were a bit perplexed by this situation, the fact that this this holy man was spending time uh, with this company. And so they say to, to the rest of Jesus' disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? See, it seems that The religious people, at least some of them, they had this idea that that God's people were in a different kind of class, that you weren't supposed to associate with the ungodly, with the secular, with sinners. We might be contaminated by them, you know, or at the very least we're we're a bit above them, right? We we don't associate with them. But Jesus, of course, he, he quickly... Uh, dismisses the idea, this idea. He says that it it's not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. I did not come to call the virtuous, but sinners. Now, I hope, I really hope that when you are conscious of your own failure, when you're sitting in the awareness of your own sinfulness, that you remember these words of Jesus. I really hope that. Especially then. You remember them, not now when you're feeling all good and you're at church and you're inspired. (laughs) But when you're really feeling low about yourself, I hope you remember these words. It's not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. I've come not for the virtuous, but for sinners. See, what we see in in Jesus so often is that God has a special heart for the lost. He leaves the 99 to seek out the one. His love is big enough to cover us even even in our greatest failures. So I I hope when you're feeling the weight of your guilt and your shame and just you're feeling lowly about yourself, that you can allow this heart of Jesus to meet you and to minister to you and to heal you. They're very precious moments to encounter the love of God when we least feel we deserve it. When we ha- when we're brave enough to to just accept God's love in that moment, oh, it's so beautiful, so precious. <laughs> the second thing I, I hope uh, this these words of Jesus kind of uh, inspires within you is to have the same heart that you would seek to. Respond to the people that you may have classified as sinners or as ungodly or as, you know, people I wouldn't normally associate with. I hope that when you hear these words of Jesus, you're inspired to respond to them with the same heart as Jesus, that you would uh, recognise that they too are precious, especially precious in the eyes of God. I hope at the very least when you hear these words of Jesus that you're encouraged to change the attitude of your heart towards those that that perhaps in the past you may have kind of just ridden off, right? I hope that you're encouraged to recognise that they are deeply loved by God and and in fact I am no better. But I hope also that... These words of Jesus inspire you to be a bit strategic, just like he was, that you would make an effort to engage with those people, not, not just to change your heart towards them. Yes, that's a great start, and to pray for them, really important, but that you, you might even take that next step and to, and to think, how can I engage with these people who are perhaps I would normally engage with? How can I bring... Uh, the love of God to them, not not by telling them what to do or, you know, getting the Bible out and reading them Bible passages, (laughs) but by building friendship with them. That's what Jesus was doing. That's what it meant to share a meal. It was to be in friendship with others. So how, How can I engage people that perhaps I would not normally spend time with because perhaps they're a little, you know, off the beaten track or something? How can I bring the love of God to them? How can I just accept them where they're at?